Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. That's lakeland.edu slash get started. All right. So coming up uh, on today's show, we're going to let you hear from Tom Silverstein. If you missed that earlier, but first. I, I want to have some fun again today, uh, kind of going off of what Kyrie Irving uh, said earlier today. We played the comments on the uh, Wendy's Big Show earlier today, so if you missed it, you want to hear this. So Kyrie Irving, you say he was on Twitch AR, right? He was on Twitch. Correct. Uh, doing a live stream, uh, and apparently Celtics fans uh, were going after him during his live stream, and Kyrie just just couldn't help himself anymore. It's about so long y'all can say the same jokes. Oh, Kyrie, what are you doing at home? That's how y'all sound to me. Oh, what are you doing at home? Are you going to Cancun? Are you, where are you? Are you at home? Oh, Kyrie, you suck. Alright. What are you doing? Oh my god, go back, go back to Cleveland. Oh my god, Boston hates you. Oh my god. That's how y'all sound to me. Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Called Celtics fans cockroaches. Sheesh. Funny. It was funny, though. We were laughing. Ain't no question. We were all laughing. Gary was laughing. Leroy was laughing. I was laughing. So I figured we'd have some fun off of this. I don't want to call any fan base cockroaches or nothing like that, but I think it's fun. Clearly, Kyrie and the Celtics fans don't like each other, right? We've had all this back and forth uh, between Celtics fans and Kyrie every time he goes back there after having played in Boston. Uh, Clearly, they can't stand him. Okay, fine. So my question to you is this. What sports fan base drives you the most crazy? Again, not calling them cockroaches, but just what sports fan base drives you the most crazy? Where you go to a game, man, I don't want to deal with these people. If if your favorite team is playing on the road in that city, you have no interest in driving down there because you don't want to deal with that fan base. What fan base drives you the most crazy uh, in sports? 
Now, again, I'm not going to say just as a Wisconsin sports fan or anything else, because I, I don't want to take away from those of you that maybe are from Chicago, maybe Packer fans drive you the most crazy, or Brewers fans drive you the most crazy. So I want to let everybody participate in this bad boy um, and, and then go from there. So what fan base drives you the most nuts? Again, we're not calling them cockroaches, though. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. I'll start. Cardinals fans, man. Cardinals fans, for me. St. Louis Cardinals fans, by far, for me, the worst. Just not even close to me. Now. That's not to say that I really am all amped up to go see a Cubs-Brewers game, even though I did. When the Cubs were here in the last homestand, we went um, and, and watched the game. And no issues, no incidents, didn't see any incidents, seemed fine. There are plenty of Cub fans all over the place at American Family Field, as usual, even though the Cubs stink. Still a lot of Cub fans there. Didn't really see any issues or any problems. Didn't have any issues or any problems. I'm going to tell you what bothers me and irks me about Cardinals fans in general. It's the, I know more than you. It's the, I'm a better baseball fan than you. It's the, you know, I, I know how to be a fan better than you. We play the game the right way. Everybody else plays it the wrong way. The mightier than thou fan base that is the St. Louis Cardinals fan base. That's what drives me absolutely batty about that fan base. I feel like when you talk to a Cardinals fan, it feels like you're being talked down to from said fan about your team. And I'm sure that there are probably people listening right now to my show and saying, Sparky, you talk down to me all the time. And if I do, I apologize. I don't mean to. But to me, as a fan, that's what it feels like. I've been to St. Louis for games, seen the Cardinals uh, play in St. Louis, Old Bush Stadium, that whole deal. So I've been down there for games. I've dealt with Cardinals fans here in Milwaukee as well. And it's always the same type of feeling when dealing with a Cardinals fan. So for me, my number one fan that I can't stand is Cardinals fans. Who is it for you? 414-799-1250. AR now, he's a big hockey guy. So I, I don't know if there's going to be a hockey uh, thing to this. And he was stuck in lacrosse. So he had to deal with a lot more Vikings fans probably than the rest of us. So who is it for you? What fan base can't you not stand going off of Kyrie Irving calling Celtics fans cockroaches? Uh, actually, it's not hockey, although Canadians fans do need to kind of get over themselves a little bit. Really? You haven't been really that. I mean, at least we are a relevant franchise, even though our playoff woes are we. even worse than the Bucks. We. Maple Leafs. The yeah, Maple Leafs. Clarify, I am a Maple Leafs fan. Right, yeah, because there is no we in Milwaukee. Yeah, for yeah, a yeah, I team. know, I know. Yeah, we have HL, though. The Admirals are we. Yes, but. they should be our we. They're doing great in the postseason yes, right now. Uh, so that is uh, that whole slant. But as far as the most drive you crazy fan base that I've ever encountered um I'd say well okay so here's an interesting one uh back a few years ago I took a trip down to San Antonio San Antonio Texas uh great city love the city the river walks fantastic uh it's great we were there around St. Patrick's Day nice. so a lot of people and that was also the year 2018 at the Final Four was in San Antonio. Oh, wow. So there were even more people there. That was the year UMBC beat Virginia. Okay. Things were crazy. But the people in San Antonio, from my experience, are maybe a little too attached to their spurs. 
mean, now remember about 10 years ago, the Spurs were it. They were like, that was the team, yeah. them and the Heat. And I remember it vividly, as I'm sure yep. you do as well. Sure. That was eight years ago. Oh, and they're still holding on to it, you're saying? A little bit. Like I and and now it is cool because remember that's the only professional sports franchise in that city. So it, I understand it, but that was my experience. I've never seen a per, a city and th- I've been to Green Bay plenty of times. And I still have never seen a city where more people are just like, "Did you know that I'm the biggest Spurs fan in the entire world? Did you know this about Mono Ginobili? Oh, I bet you didn't know this about Tony Parker and his whole life story." No, I didn't, and I forgot about it now. So that's just like they drove me a little nuts while I was there to just check out the Alamo and go on the Riverwalk. Right. Like, I didn't want to have a sports conversation, but it always seemed to come up when I was down there. You know, it's interesting because I think Packer fans, we've been guilty of that for a long time. Long time. I mean, think about it. When the 80s Packer Bears thing was going on and the Packers were getting beat by the Bears. And then even fast forward to the 90s before, you know, you got that Super Bowl with Leroy and Brett and Reggie. That was kind of the Packers go to us. Wow. Trophies named after Vince Lombardi. We got more titles than anybody in that in the National Football League. We got more titles than the Chicago Bears do. Look at how many guys we got in the Hall of Fame. And then they want to compare how many guys are in the Hall of Fame, Bears and Packers. I don't even know what the numbers are. But So then that became a discussion. And then it was, well, how many titles did you have before the NFL? Well, do those really count if it wasn't the NFL? And having all of that, that's kind of the argument that Packer fans took to when the Bears were really good under Ditka. That was it. Because the Packers hadn't been to a Super Bowl since the 60s. And it was 30 years later, and you still hadn't been back. Bears go to the Super Bowl mid-80s. Uh, and have a dominant team, so they had more of the current, most recent success to talk about, and then the Packers went back to the 60s. So that was a thing for the Packers. So I kind of get what the Spurs are doing, right? Because you still have Popovich there. Popovich is still the head coach. He's the guy that coached the dynasty. So there's still hope, probably, that Popovich will be able to get this thing turned around and get them back to you know, that, that time frame again. But my God, I mean, you literally had three Hall of Fame players between Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan. Three Hall of Famers. That's a lot, right, when you put all that together. Now, you look at the Lombardi Packers, they were filled with Hall of Famers. And a lot of people feel that's the reason why Jerry Kramer didn't get in forever because they felt like there was already too many guys in from that, those Packers Super Bowl years and they didn't want to put another one in. So I think Packer fans were guilty of what Adam is talking about Spurs fans doing for certain for a good 20 years or so. Anytime an argument came up, Packer fans rallied back to the 60s again. Jesse and Jackson, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What fan base drives you the most crazy like Celtics fans do Kyrie Irving? Can I have an A and a B? Sure. All right, so A is the St. Louis Cardinals. And the reason being is because, right, listen, I was based at Scott Air Force Base, which was – Seven miles, maybe, out of St. Louis. Oh, okay. And, all right, so St. Louis fans, they're very knowledgeable about baseball. Well, so are we. But when they talk to you, they degrade you almost like they know more about baseball than you do. That's the one thing I don't like about them. They, like, talk to you, like, in an arrogant manner, like they're the number one knowledgeable person about baseball. That's the only thing I really don't like about them. 
overall, though, if you go there, they're pretty decent to you when you go to a game if you're a Brewer fan. The B fan is the Chicago Cubs, and the reason being is because they're the most ignorant fan because they don't know jack about their team except, well, we won the World Series in 2016. But yet, they don't know anything about their history of their team, like the, the players that ever played on their team except that team. That's what drives so, me crazy about the Jesse, Cubs fans. Jesse, let me ask you this, because I think yeah. this is going to come into play for the Bucks here, right? So how long as a fan can you hold on to and rally around that your team won a championship in recent memory? Like, how long is it okay? So, okay, so let's say the Bucs don't win the championship this year, uh, and next year comes, and the Bucs are going to say, Bucks fans are going to go, man, we won a championship two years ago. We were pretty good. You know, then three years, then four years, then five years. No, like, how I, long can is, you hold on to that and use that in an argument against other fans? I think a year. <laughs> a year, and that's it. So once the rain is over, it's over, move on. I mean, a year, a year and a half, maybe. But, I mean, listen, it's kind of like I'm in the Bucks Nation thing. You know what I mean? Yep. And people are talking and said, listen, man, we won the championship last year, and we don't win it this year. You know, they're all about, well, you we're not playing well because of Middleton. I said, listen, for me, I'm, you know, I Middleton's an all right player. You know, a lot of people are different with how they think. I don't think he's a max player. If you look at history, history of his basketball career or whatever, but they gave him the money because he was going to get it because if Giannis wasn't going to stay, you know what I mean? But if you look at his career statistically wise, he's not a max player performer. It's just, you know, I'm just, I'm not a believer that he is, but you know, they won the, NBA championship. They don't win it this year. Hey, then it's then we got to come back and try to win it again. We don't keep hanging on to that. I mean, the Packers when they won it in 2010, they didn't win it the following year. I wasn't running around saying, "Yeah, we're the Super Bowl champions." I mean, the people that thrive and and never win championships like the loser cities of Chicago, those are the people that do it. All right, Jesse, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. See and did you see see what Jesse did there? He called Chicago the loser city of Chicago that doesn't win championships. That was pretty harsh. Yeah, but that's what we were here forever. Forever. Green Bay didn't win jack squat to Leroy and Brad and Reggie showed up. Then Milwaukee, the Brewers, again, are having a 1982 reunion deal with the Brewers again. That's still the only World Series we got. Appearance. That's it. Keyword there, else. appearance. And that has bothered me a little bit, what? too. Like, it's a slight bother that we cling on to 82 like that was the one. That's that all, you got. That's all, That's all you, you got. That's all you got. As Bucks fans, tell you right now, as Bucks fans, all we talked about for years was the big three. Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell, and how we got screwed by the NBA uh, and Stu Jackson and Scott Williams getting suspended. For years, that's all we talked about on Sports Talk Radio. That's what we always clung to that one year. Mind you, it was not a three-year run. It was not a five-year run. It was a single year. That was the only year that group did anything significant. It was the only year. And forever, as a fan base of the Milwaukee Bucks, we held on to that thing for life. I was a part of it. I held on too, reminiscing back to that year. So I think every fan base does it. But when you start talking about loser cities, hey, man, the Brewers hadn't won Jack forever. It was, what, 26 years since they have been in the playoffs, 11 years since they had been 500. 
So that definitely qualifies as loserville. Then you look at from a Bucs standpoint, it's been how many years since the Bucs have been to the finals? So that definitely counts in loserville at that standpoint. Uh, and then the Packers, again, between Lombardi and Leroy's team with Brad and Reggie, they hadn't done jack squat. I mean, this state was a loser state for 20 years or so. Don't forget about the Badgers before Alvarez. Yeah, Don Morton. Uh, try to forget about that. But, yeah, I mean, that too. I mean, that's a, the Badger football program was a disaster prior to Barry Alvarez getting here. It was a disaster Barry Alvarez's first year that he was here. They were horrible. Uh, but eventually he then got that thing turned around. So that, I mean, from that aspect, I just just be careful calling other cities losers and so forth because you literally could make fun of this state, the whole state, for being horrible for about 20 years in sports across the board no matter where you looked. Now, by the grace of God, we've been blessed now with winning and playing at a high, high level across all the pro sports and the college sports up in Madison. It's been an unbelievable run here. So we just got to be careful not to get on our high horse a little bit here and start going after other cities because God knows we live through all of that. All right, so coming up next, Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, joined us earlier in the Wendy's Big. So we're going to play that back for you. And talked about the Packer rookie camp um, and talked about Christian Watts and, and what he looks like uh, at this point. We'll do that coming up next here. Sparky's Man Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midnight Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Playoff hockey underway. Admirals off to a good start. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Follow all your action there. I'm pretty sure there's going to be another round of the playoffs, right? We're, we're looking pretty good right now, I think. Um, so uh, we'll get you more information uh, as that comes uh, becomes available to you. Now, uh, the question that we uh, tweeted out at 1250 AM, the fan, uh, was what sports fan bases drive you the most crazy? Now, AR did not put in here anything about why we're talking about it. Uh, didn't I say to put that in there about Kyrie and cockroaches? You and specifically all that stuff? told me not to do that. No, no. I said, see, this is this is this is what happens. No, I, when I, I told AR before the show, I said, okay, AR, I said, Kyrie, cockroaches, let's do this. I'm like, don't put Kyrie and then the word cockroaches and so forth. But Kyrie calls, you know, the Celtics fans cockroaches. What fan base drives you, you know, the most crazy? But it doesn't matter. It all works. So I got some tweets coming in here. Eddie tweets at 1250 AM, the fan at MKE Admirals. The Phoenix Suns and Arizona Cardinals fans, they enjoy starting fights with anyone from any opposing team. However, I live in San Antonio currently, and I've gone to a Bucks game. The fans were very hospitable, uh, according to uh, Eddie. So he's got no problem at any at a San Antonio game, San Antonio Bucks game. However, Suns and Cardinals fans he feels like are out of control. I've been to one Suns game, and it was many years ago, probably over a decade ago. And we went to Dan Marley's sports bar and grill or whatever he had uh, right over there by the stadium prior to the game. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun, but I don't, I don't think we ever write any, any issues necessarily. Uh, Scott tweets at 1250 AM, the fan at, at MKE Admirals Vikings fans by far, especially the ones in Northern Wisconsin, uh, writes Scott. So what sports fans drive you the most crazy kind of like 
good old Kyrie uh, calling Celtics fans cockroaches uh, earlier today on a live uh, Twitch stream. Dial it up, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. AR, you lived in lacrosse. You were surrounded by Vikings fans, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. How did that play out? Uh, we've talked about it on this show before. The split was uh, obviously very dependent on the climate of the NFC North at the time. So I was in lacrosse starting in 2012, and I lived there up until last November when I moved here. So it would kind of come and go. And like I've said before, when they were on, the fans let you know they were on. And lacrosse was very much on Sundays a sea of green and also purple. One of my best friends who owns the Popcorn Tavern on uh, 4th Street in downtown Lacrosse. She, well not owns, but is basically the owner. She's there every day. Adamant Vikings fan. And I would have to hear every single time when they were doing something great. And then when the Blair Walsh situation happened, I uh, remember vividly being in an apartment party with a lot of Vikings fans at that game. And it was pure agony. For everyone, and I was there in the back sipping my beer, kind of just wryly smiling, right? Knowing that, uh, yeah, that happens, man. See, I, I think for me, I haven't had a lot of bad interactions with Vikings fans, but in fairness, I don't really know a lot of Vikings fans. Um, so for me, I, I haven't had that that problem necessarily, uh, where I've ran into a problem. Packer Vikings game, I've never ran any issues. Uh, necessarily uh, with Vikings fans at a Packer Vikings game. Um, I remember back in the day when Favre ended up in Minnesota, uh, that fan base, but those weren't Vikings fans that we were dealing with on the station. Those were Brett Favre fans that were Packer fans that were angry at Ted and then went crazy. So I don't hold that era of fans necessarily against the Vikings because I don't think they were true Vikings fans to begin with. They were just four fans. Like, that would be the other thing I'd love to know. Like, does anybody know a friend, a family member, anybody, that when that whole thing went down with Brett, that said, I'm going with the Packers. I'm going to buy a far Vikings jersey and I'm wearing it. And bought the far Vikings jersey. He wore it or she wore it. And are still Vikings fans? Do those people exist? I bet you money they don't. I bet you money when Brett Favre was done in Minnesota, they were no longer rooting for the Vikings, and I bet you money they all came back and put their Packers stuff back on and started rooting for the Packers again. That would be my guess. All of this, I'm done with the Packers. Screw Ted Thompson. Screw Mike McCarthy. You know, and Al McCarthy's coming back with the Cowboys. We talked about that earlier. With all, all, all that, that whole base of people, I bet you a majority of them are all Packer fans again and all rooting uh, at Lambeau Field for their favorite team with a G on their helmet. But you'll never know it because they'll never reference back to that. No. No. But I know who you are. I know who a lot of you are. You got the receipts? Oh, many of those people don't call anymore. Gone. Whoop, vaporized. But I'll see them on Twitter. You want to talk about a disappearing act in Minnesota sports fans? Again, dipping into the hockey realm. I'll keep it brief. The Minnesota Wild fans I encountered... And I talked with Jesse and Jackson, who called us earlier with his baseball fan take, about Chicago Blackhawks fans and their ascension and then quick departure during their rise about 10 years ago. Minnesota Wild fans in lacrosse were all over the place from about 2015 to 2017. And then in 2017, they had the franchise record for points, wins, and goals scored 
didn't win a single. They, I think they won one playoff game out in the first not round. Not a series. And ne- a not a series. A game. Never heard from those fans the last four years I lived there. They disappeared. Disappeared completely. And now lacrosse isn't a huge hockey town. Most of Wisconsin isn't a hockey state. But yeah, those Wild fans were here and gone very quickly. Huh. Interesting. Or, I mean, they're still there, but you don't see any of those jerseys. No one's wearing a Tyler Ennis jersey in lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand that. So there you go. Uh, so there's a little insight on uh, the Wild and whoever Tyler Ennis is. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's hear from Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and Green Bay Press Gazette. Uh, he joined us on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, Packers beat writer. And we talked about the Packers rookie camp that happened over the weekend because we didn't have time to during the week. Uh, and got into Quay Walker because everything I saw on Twitter really made it sound like he was kind of an imposing type dude uh, when when the writers got to see him. So I asked Spoon all about it. Yeah, I mean, he's an athlete. That's that's for sure. You know, he's he can run. He's got long arms. He's... Um, you know, decent-sized guy, a lot like Devondre Campbell. Whether he can play, we'll find out when they put the pads on, but he looks like a uh, shorts and T-shirt all-star right now, like a lot of them. He, he just, you know, you can tell that he's got some serious athletic ability. And, you know, whether he can translate that or how quickly he can translate that to actually being a good football player, that's... That's what we're all going to be waiting to see. Tom uh, Leroy Butler. Now, it seemed like the head coach really liked the second first runner, uh, Devontae. Why? Why? It seemed like he likes him because I guess somebody asked him about it, and he had some glowing things. Sometimes coaches stay away from that for the most part, but he seemed to yeah. like him because when you guys interviewed him, he said something that really I got excited. He said he's a – really a pass rush guy from the inside. I was happy to hear that. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely a three technique. Um 
he's not a nose tackle. He's a three technique and a inside pass rusher in the in the nickel. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what they're going to be looking for him to do. And you know, I don't think they need him to be, um, you know, dominant in the run game right away. I mean, they, he's going to have to play the run, especially if he's going to be a starter in the three four. But I think what they're probably most excited about is having a guy with his quickness um, off the ball to be pair with Kenny Clark and make mm-hmm. it so that they've got some inside pass rush. And, you know, it all starts the the best, best defenses have inside pass rush. And that's what I think probably gets LaFleur most excited. So uh, who would throw on the ball to uh, Watson and Dobbs was it Jordan Love, Banker, or did they have somebody else up there? Do they no, have... none of those guys can take part in rookie minicamp. Oh, so, so who was throwing to some rookies? Uh, Danny Etling and oh. who's the other guy? Shoot, I can't even think of the other guy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, like he's a tryout guy. Oh, I got you, Burger or something like that. So no, you you can't get much from watching them do anything. Out there, right. I mean, it's at least all you can really tell with those guys during a mini camp is their athletic ability, their size, right, right, right. Um, you know how they how they conduct themselves because everything they're doing is pretty simplistic. Um, they're in shorts. They're not. There's no contact. There's not even eleven on eleven. You know, so they're, oh, wow. they're playing mostly on air. Um, you see some coverage stuff. They did some one-on-one coverage stuff, which was kind of interesting. Um, Walker, uh, Quay Walker did really well in that, I thought, at least the, the one practice that I saw. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of what you get, you know. Um, with Christian Watson, he's really fast off the line of scrimmage. He's much quicker than I, I thought he would be, but he is, he is skinny. I mean, he is, he's got the frame to, to become big. He's probably Giannis in his early career right now. Oh my and he, God, he's that thin? He, he probably think he can be bigger. Well, I, I, what I'm saying is that he's not what he's going to be. Oh, sure. Oh, right, right, years right. from now. Okay. Yeah, um, but he's, he, you know, he's going to find out that when Eric Stokes sticks a, uh, you know, a hand in his chest that it's going to be a lot harder than it was when that guy from, you know, South Dakota state was doing it. So, but you can see the thing you can see is that these guys have real athletic ability, right? That, that's grown man talking there. That's Tom, right. you're right. Bill he, put, he put that yeah. hand in his chest. You'll find out what bump it Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, or or you think you have Jair Alexander beat? You know, like you just recovery scrimmage yeah. of him, yeah. and then yeah. you find out he's just baiting you, and and you know, all, next thing you know, he's all over you. Right. So those are all the things that he'll learn. So, and, but he passed. He passes to get off the bus test, though. Christian yeah, Watson, does. right? He I comes test. off the. He comes off. You, you probably think you're probably at first. If he's the first one off the bus, you think it's a college basketball team. Mm. But because he's tall and really okay. thin and and wiry, um, but you can see the guy knows how to play the game. He he's quick. 
his his first step is really good. Um, he he's going to have to prove that he can catch every ball, though. That's yeah. going to be a real key. Drop some passes in there, and and that's what the scouts worried about the most with him was all the drops he had in college. Let me ask you this: uh, Is it Romeo? Is it Dubs or Dobbs? Dubs, yeah. Dubs, Romeo Dubs. How did he look? I, I liked what he looked like. You know, he's <laughs> he's a bigger receiver. Okay. He's um, he's got the frame that you look for in the NFL. Now, he's probably somewhat what Devontae Adams looked like when he first came out before he really hit the weight room. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you look at it and you go, okay, well, this guy it won't if if being strong enough and physical enough is what is necessary or, or that part will come to him faster than it will to some other guys because he is built. So um, I, I thought he looked pretty interesting and a guy to keep an eye on. I say this again with the caveat that right. Russell's pads come on, you know, like I, I was telling someone this story that every year you're like, okay, the coaches are telling you about a guy who just had a great off season, you know, and then you get to training camp and they put the pads on and he starts out with the number ones. And then within a week he's with the number threes, yeah. you know, because it's <laughs> such a different game. When you put the pads yeah. on. Yeah. Tom, let me ask you this. Romeo, did they have him in the slot position? Uh, they kind of worked everybody everywhere. Okay. Um, they, that's kind of how they work. They're wide receivers. They try to get them to learn all the positions. That's good. Um, I wonder if he'll be I, a return I, I, guy. He could be. He could be. I don't remember. I was watching them do kickoff return. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who they were using. Um, I don't remember him on that, but it could be for punt returns. I didn't see him do punt returns, so right. I'm sure that – they will try all those young guys, and I and, and I and you know what, offensive lineman in that. I I don't know how you watch that and make heads or tails of any what 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 they're doing over there. Because when I went to see those prices, that was really tough for me to gauge. How about you? Yeah, yeah. What I kind of look for is movement skills. Like do guys, um, you know, when they run their outside zones, can they can they move? And are they getting beat, you know, um, backside or, or are they, can they not reach to get to a linebacker? That's kind of the stuff I, I look at just um, from the beginning. And, you know, I think like the Zach Toms, that kid, he can move. Mm. You know, that's one thing you could see. He could really move. Sean Ryan, I'm not sure about him yet. Um, I think I spent most of my time watching that kid from Indiana, Kobe, um, He's like six nine or something. Yeah, he's six nine three seventy. Yeah, I mean he just like dwarfs people. It's, yep. You can't keep your eye off him. He may not be any good, but it's it's fun to look at him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Zillerstein, uh, the Walking Journal Sentinel and Green Bay Press Gazette Packers beat writer, joining us here on the Wendy's Big Show. I want to go back to that wide receiver room just in general right now because Rappaport, uh, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network uh, came out yesterday on Pat McAfee's show talking about uh, the fact that he thinks the Packers are going to be involved here and trying to get one of these veteran wide receivers that are still out there uh, probably on a relatively cheap deal, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, whoever it may be. Um, and I heard it, and I was like, yeah, okay, kind of makes sense. But 
If that's the case, then essentially, who's he kind of taking out? Because I kind of feel like this wide receiver room is kind of set right now. No, no, not by any means. I mean, they are definitely going to add veterans Absolutely. before this This is all over. I mean, I yeah, I've been saying that for, for months, that even with the addition of Sammy uh, Walker, there, or uh, Watkins, Watkins I'm going way back, Leroy, with Sammy Walker. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I know, yes, right? You are. Yeah, yeah I'm with um, Sammy Walker. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they're going to add somebody. They have to. They can't go into the season with who they have now. they got to add at least one more veteran. And I think we'll see it maybe just before start of training camp or as training camp goes on. I wouldn't be surprised if they start um, – you know, looking to make a deal somewhere where maybe there's a team where, you know, the rookies or young receivers are starting to emerge and they got an old guy they they just, they're okay with moving on from. So that's kind of, I think he'll be cherry-picking for guys like, you know, the Devondre Campbells uh, of the world. That's, that's what he's going to do. They got to add more to that room. Again, we talked about this. There's Tom Silverstein earlier today on uh, the Schneider Orange Hotline on the Wendy's Big Show. We talked about this earlier uh, with Gary, and that is, you know, that wide receiver room and what it is. It's Romeo Dubs, it's Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, it's Lazard, it's Cobb, it's Amari Rogers. That's six. So if if you're going to add seven, then you're going to take away from probably from another position somewhere else on the roster in order to make it seven, and that's what it's going to be. Also brought up the fact that Sammy Watkins doesn't necessarily have a deal where he has to make the team. If he ends up pulling a hamstring or something goes wrong in training camp, you know they could always just move on uh, from him um, and go with the guy that they actually uh, intended to go with uh, in the beginning. Well, not maybe in the beginning, but here at the end, if it's Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, whatever. I am uh, intrigued by Amari Rogers. I think he's the wild card in all of this. I, I think there's probably no chance he gets cut. Um, but I want to see what he looks like. And, you know, your next uh, OTA camp or whatever comes up here in a couple of weeks, uh, and there's a lot of speculation because of what Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee's show that Aaron Rodgers may be at said OTAs coming up later this month. May 23rd, somewhere in that area, I think, is a Packers OTA, next OTA. And then you have another mandatory camp coming up in June, which he already said he will be at that one. And then, of course, training camp comes up at the end of July. I want to see physically what he looks like. Like, what did he work on this offseason on his body? As far as, is he thicker now, you know, than he was before? Um, or has he lost some weight, which is what Leroy wanted, which is what I wanted, which I think is what Gary wanted uh, as well. Uh, has he gone that route? That's going to be intriguing. The other thing that got brought up in that interview by Tom Silverstein about Christian Watson was how you know wiry he is uh, and not all that necessarily muscular uh, at the end of the day. But Silverstein pointed out that he's got the frame where he thinks he can add more muscle and carry more muscle. I, I don't think there's enough time. I mean, we're talking, you know, May to June, June to July, you're only two months away. I mean, he's he's not going to be able to add enough weight in two months for it to make a hill of beans difference, probably. I don't think. I'm not a weight training expert by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think in two months he can add enough weight to make a noticeable difference between now uh, and the time we see him again come up at the end of July. But I would have to imagine if he's as thin as, as he's saying that there is going to be a push 
to add some weight onto him uh, as soon as possible. I mean, I remember back in the day, now they're not going to do this necessarily, but Thon Maker back in the day when he was with the Milwaukee Bucks, they used to make him, now think about this for a second, they would make him eat for an hour straight. No stopping. You keep eating for an hour. And somebody would sit there for him to talk to or whatever, and he would have to eat food for an hour straight because they were trying to desperately figure out how to add more weight to Thon Maker. Uh, again, I, I don't think you're going to see that necessarily with Christian Watson one way or the other. I don't think they're going to go to that extreme to try and add weight. But I would imagine probably between now and the start of you know 2023 season, I would guess probably 15 pounds of muscle maybe is probably what they're going to try and do. Maybe 20. And I don't know if you can have that much weight necessarily, but that's probably what they're going to try to do. Because if he is as thin as Tom Silverstein pointed out to us, oh, he's going to be easier to take down. Will he be able to stay healthy? The ability to get off the bump and run at the line of scrimmage, how big of a deal is that going to be if he doesn't have all that additional muscle on his body? I think all of that uh, plays into you know trying to put more weight on him and get him up. Now, Romeo Dubs, on the other hand, that dude... That dude's pretty built already, so I think he's going to be okay. Uh, the Reds are beating the Brewers. Hold on for it. 14-5. to 5. AR, you've been watching this monstrosity. I guess. Y- yes, I have. On YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, well, well, I mean, Hauser didn't play well to start. No. And then they called up J.C. Mejia to come in, and it looks like he got shellacked in the eighth. Him and Perdomo not doing a whole lot Perdomo better Perdomo, too. Either. So they they also got smacked. Now, positives from today's game, and Tim Allen will be here, Gene Wagner Fleming Baseball postgame show, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Tim Allen obviously can't imagine he's going to be very happy losing two out of three to uh, to Cincinnati. How many people are there at, at the game? <laughs> You're referring back to what I said a few moments ago uh, I, I in the Silverstein interview. We're playing Silverstein interview. I'm doing some work while Silverstein interview is playing. And Adam, what did you say to me? I said, uh, I think that was Mike Moustakas had an RBI single right. or something in the eighth inning. I was like, yeah, the dozens of fans are cheering in attendance. Dozens of fans. That's that's how AR referred to uh, the fan base in Cincinnati. I mean, I took a picture in the early part of this game at Adam Roberts MKE, if you want to see it. And, I mean, I understand this is Wednesday afternoon. It's May. It's the Reds. I get it. But still, I mean, it looks like a ghost town in there. It's horrible. And I don't feel bad for anybody involved. Like, we had Tim Allen on earlier, and we were going back and forth about, not really back and forth, he was venting to us about some national radio show host who he did not name, uh, saying that baseball is on life support. And Tim was hot, mad about such a thing. Uh, Then started talking about a USA Today study that talked about fan attendance and so forth. Um, And the Brewers are down like 22% or something like that uh, in fan attendance, uh, Tim said. But you start talking about some of these teams that sold off. Look, the Reds destroyed their team on purpose. They traded Winker. They traded They traded their team uh, and went into full-on rebuild mode. So the fact that there's dozens of fans there instead of thousands of fans is nobody's fault but their own. They knew, that ownership group knew, that when they decided that they were going to tear this thing down after pressing forward for a whole year or whatever it was, that this was going to happen. And this is a new ownership group. This isn't somebody that's owned the team for 30 or 40 years and is old and just wants to get out and is looking for a buyer and is trying to save money on the way out. That's not what this is. 
No. <laughs> when these dudes took over, they talked about, hey, it's all about winning and winning championships and winning World Series. This is what it's all about. And it was for a year. No more. I'm not going to feel bad. I just refuse. I mean, I feel bad for the players that got to play in front of, you know, stadiums that have less people in it than, than you would see at a lot of these minor league baseball games in the area. I bet you there's probably going to be more fans at a Timber Rattlers game, maybe, than what's at this Reds game. Is that is that a fair assessment? I think so. I mean, I have now, granted, we're up here, so I have more incentive to go to a T-Rats game than any Reds game. Though Great American Ballpark is a nice place, in Love my it. experience. It's my, favorite, it's my favorite place. But yeah, I wouldn't it's be my surprised. Place. That Reds Hall of Fame is amazing. Amazing. Yep. Now, it's, again, I haven't been there in a few years, but when I went, I loved it. I loved the park. I loved the, the, the Reds Museum. I just, I thought it was amazing. I, I was I there thought. in 2015. It was amazing then, and I'm sure in the six years that have passed, it's still pretty good. It, I was there before that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Mike the Painter, I'm not sure what he's calling about, but let's talk. What's up, Mike? I have I was been really busy today. I had had any chance to listen to the show all day because so what's of wrong? Course, I was stuck in some mud with my lift, and I had to get. Oh, I saw that there. on Twitter. I saw you tweet a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, it was not fun. So I was just trying to engage you on the Bucks today. What What are your feelings? Um, I think going into the game tonight. Uh, that it's going to be a close game. People were calling it a bar show, saying the Bucs can win by 15 or 20, not just one. Yeah, several several yeah. people thinking the Bucs are going to blow these guys out tonight. I don't see I don't see it. I don't see a blowout. I think it's going to come down to the end. Um, and we said earlier today on the big show, Gary and I both agree, this is going to come down to Drew Holiday being more efficient on offense. Um, and, and, you know, the, the hope is, obviously, you play less one-on-one ball. The hope is Bud makes adjustments. The, the, the one reason why I'm picking the Bucs tonight and pretty much the only reason I'm picking the Bucs tonight uh, is because last year in these playoff series, this team with Bud got better as the series went on more times than not as Bud continued to tinker with this team, uh, and that's how they won. So I'm that's assuming that that is going to happen tonight. We're going to see something new maybe from this team because he's had now several games without Middleton. So now make your adjustment and let's go and see what happens. That's the only reason I'm picking him. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. That's the only reason I, I'm I have the same sentiment. I think that it's going to be a slower game, and I think that we will pull out some new stuff and that the guys are going to come together because they do play better under fire. And for some reason, they like to be the uh, Yeah, back against the wall, guys. Right, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Mike the Painter, did you uh, hear Trav and Brown Deer yesterday yes, call? I talked to him yesterday. So Thank you're all you very much. Okay, yeah. good. Very good. Take yep. care, Mike the Painter. It. Very good. This is what we do, people. This is what we do. Mike the Painter paints for a living. He's on Twitter, the whole deal. Trav and Brown Deer, regular caller. Hey, I, uh, I can you get my information to Mike the Painter? I need some painting done. Okay, sounds good. Boop, put him on hold. Adam got his number, and you were able to to make the match, huh? Exactly. See, this is the difference between us and other radio shows all over this great nation of ours. There's such a thing as a parasocial relationship sometimes between show hosts, entertainers, whatever, and the fans right. that listen. Not in our house, baby. We make magic happen. Hey, that Brewers game isn't over yet. Jace Peterson just went yard for the Milwaukee Brewers, so now it's 14-6. to six. The rally is on, Robbie Makloff. Here come the crowd. 
crew. I predict eight more runs to tie the game at 14 and send this bad boy to extra innings. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, you're here anyhow. Why are you here? Doesn't matter. I didn't think you'd be here. I wasn't sure. I figured, I'm like, well, I'm just going to do the show until Tim is Because they're cutting it so gone. close. It came to a point where I had yeah. I had to make a choice, and I just, so I left. I told Gary, I'm like, I'm going to be on past three because there's no sense for me to come in for two minutes. Well, why didn't you tell me this? Why are you telling Gary that? Well, because I figured you wouldn't come in. Sam's here. I figured you would just have Sam do a couple minutes of need be at the end of the day. Nice shades, by the way, Sam. But I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm glad to see you, buddy. You've been gone for several days. So how was how was the vacation? It was good. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed California. So you went to San Francisco? Yes. Wow. Did you see Superstar walk by us? Sam? Did you see that boy? Are those oh, Gary? Come back in here. <laughs> hey, come back. Come back in here. Dude, somebody needs to get a picture of this boy here and tweet this out. Are those Gary Ellerson's sunglasses? I don't know, but they look good on him. <laughs> Dude, I don't know whose glasses those are, man. He looks but, like he's going to give me a speeding ticket. I mean, Sam. <laughs> Do you know how hot your takes were there, sir? That, that's amazing, Sam Schmitz. I mean, do you have glasses like those? Those aviators? I do. Is you my do? Mic on? I can't yeah, your mic's here. on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the Colton Wong of the fan. Yeah. <laughs> sunglasses 24 7, no matter what. Are those yours or are those? No, they're just sitting here. I think those are Gary's. No, uh, they're not. Gary was here in Lowell. Oh, really? they're not. I oh. don't know whose they are. Oh. They're mine now. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were there when I came in today. I have, I said, like, I have like legit Ray Bans in my backpack, but yeah, I just saw these. I those are nice on you. Yeah. I'm just going to wear them the entire show. Tim Allen's wearing sunglasses yeah. I'm wearing sunglasses doesn't yeah, he look like good. he's gonna give you a speeding ticket doesn't he have do that you know what he looks like I'll tell you what he looks like he looks like a guy that had an unbelievably great show filling in for you yesterday and is feeling himself right good, now good like, I'm glad all ready for him to go back on vacation that Ronnie Mack I'm glad it's just the weather good. honestly yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. weather makes you feel good the weather nice we didn't weather have we didn't have like any build up to the weather so it's just like I don't know how to dress. Summer. I'm so like, boom, yeah. warm. Yeah. Didn't Summer. see the sun for six weeks. The nice thing is, is that by my house, it's like 60 degrees. So Me too. It's nice that I'm in Hale's Corners where it's like 90. Me too. Uh, and then at our house, it's like 60. I'm right on the uh, You're cold too. Yeah. Is, Gary still has the heater on over here. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it runs 24-7 because we're always cold. It never shuts off. It just That's runs safe. and runs and runs. That's safe for a space heater I'm, to constantly I'm be I'm always running. freezing, so That's thank not, God for that space heater. It's not a fire hazard at all. Anyways, I, I want to go back to your, your San Francisco trip here. Yes. Uh, so you went to San Francisco. So what did you do? Did you go to Alcatraz? What were the touristy Alcatraz. things that no, you did? We, just, we, uh, we went to- uh, I've never been to California. So. We went to the Presidio, which Sam, is like- Sam, is he saying that right? Right. Isn't uh, Presidio? I've been to San Diego. Oh, okay. Oh. It's it's a uh, it's like this area, and they've got like beautiful like uh, sculptures and architecture. Oh, did you get pictures? It's, yeah, nice. I have lots of pictures. Okay, and uh, we went by the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, uh, went to the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. So we went to both sides. and went over the Golden Gate Bridge. How was traffic? Uh, it's fine. Really? Yeah, no problem at all. Not crazy. It was good. It was fun. We went to uh, Skywalker Studios. What's that? Where all the Star Wars movies oh. are made, and a lot of uh, special. It's not their studios. It's like their. Did you get like a tour? It's like their campus. No, the office was closed, but uh, we did course. walk around the outside. I of saw. It was. Saw yeah. Yoda statue. Hey, hey, peeked in through the windows. What, what happened? What happened? Ar uh, Brasso tour on Homer. Uh-oh. The rally is still on. And oh, and Christian Yelich just hit for the cycle for the third time in his career. There you wow. go. All against the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, I didn't see the Christian Yelich thing. They just tripled. All right. See, it says three for four on my thing for Christian Yelich, though. He literally just tripled. Oh, literally. So the box score is not even updated yet. No. I might my ESPN box score. Good job, Christian Yelich. There you go. Pat him on the butt. Good job. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so back to this. All right. So Skywalk Studio. Yeah, you look a little. Yeah. Tell me about the food in San Francisco. Got some Thai food. 
the night the night I landed, got some Thai food, okay. which was very good. Lots of good Asian food, all kinds of Asian food. How did you decide there. where you were going? Um, well, landed and just wanted to go somewhere near the hotel. So and it didn't this matter. Was, this was right around the corner right. from the hotel, and it was you know local cuisine, right? And uh, it, some ethnic cuisine. So I had that. Got a couple of drinks, crashed out, and then um, yeah, we went. Uh, had some breakfast near the hotel the day of. The Did you morning. try to find any good restaurants when yeah. you were there? My buddy who lives in San Francisco oh, took us to a great a connection. little uh, Mexican hole in the wall type restaurant, which was awesome. Really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best way to do it. You're yeah. going to a town if you know somebody, mm-hmm. you're good. Otherwise, like I just go to Google yeah. and try and looking for you know five star, six star, five mm-hmm. star reviews, whatever, and mm-hmm. then kind of go off of that. Yeah, that's what I did for breakfast, but then dinner, my buddy took me so to San Francisco, a little, little hole in the wall Mexican restaurant. It was great. Yeah. So you'd recommend fun. going? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Never been, and you didn't I go to any it. games or anything? No, no, I wanted to, didn't have time. The schedule Man, didn't work out. That would have been fun. It's a beautiful ballpark. Went right by it, yeah. but didn't go in it. It's That's the one I want to go to the most. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I'm scared of going to San Francisco, man. Those people always end up in fights and people get killed. And <laughs> You're so I like, I, I really, I mean, Niners, fans, though, Niners fans, Giants fans, like, ah. Uh. Yeah, maybe avoid a Giants Dodgers game. That probably gets ugly, but they, they're not going to do it. They're gonna Outside it. of that, you think it's okay? Yeah. Rowdy Tellez just single drove in Yelich. Uh oh. 14 9? Yep. 14 9. It's still coming. Why aren't you watching YouTube the game, TV. by the way? Nah, whatever. Uh, it's 14-9, Reds over the burst. Like, if you want to put it on YouTube, I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm just not. I don't. Whatever. It's a. Out of it's your a, way. No, it's a regular it's, season it's not, game. It's like It's, it's quicker, a regular season game in May. It's quicker like, to watch it on YouTube than just, like, turning on the TV. Yeah. Why Literally is it? go to YouTube.com and click on Brewers Reds. Right there. Yeah, yeah but then I've got there. another additional window open and everything else going on. And then I got oh. sound. And so if I had YouTube TV on, on my TV, on my computer, then playing sound would be a complete disaster. It. You just pause it. it. No, man. I'm not going through yeah, all that nonsense. It. No. Absolutely not. It would who, definitely slow down. Who, the are, computer, the, who are the announcers? Is it the same guys that are normally on um, Scott Braun he's and back um, yeah. oh, Yonder the, Alonso. Yonder Alonso is then, a former player. I think yeah. Amy Gutierrez is also on there. Who, by the way, was talking about how Brent Suter is unavailable today while Brent Suter was pitching. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Whoops. So. See, I'm not missing anything. No. Uh, Sam Schmidt. Are you really going to wear uh, those sunglasses the whole day? Because yes. I can't. No, I he fit should. My headphones, I can't so. look at you. They look great. <laughs> because because you just said that, I will wear them all day. <laughs> yes, you should. They look amazing. All right, take a quick time out. Coming up next, the Rami Makhlov show since he's here. What do you got coming up, Rami? Coming for up a on the minutes? show today, we'll talk some bucks out of the gates for as long as we're on the air and then talk some more bucks after we uh, after the Tim Allen and uh, the Gene Wagner plumbing baseball post game show how different would this series look with Chris Middleton are Bucks fans giving up are we are are, are we defeated are Bucks fans defeated Rami yeah on Bart show yeah a bunch of people predicting Bucks blow up by 15 or 20 tonight know, but okay um, all right because I felt like I came you. back to bad vibes maybe I misread the situation we'll see I'll take the temperature we didn't have anybody on Big Show predict a Bucks loss. Also, Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast. He'll he be stopping by at 4.45. Congratulations to Ty Windish. Mockery. What do you mean he came he around? He came around. What do you mean? He was, after this last game, he was all about, I don't understand why everybody wants Carter in there. He's not going to be any better than George Hill. Da, 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 I would da. like to see some more Javon Carter. And then He's on my list of things I want to see. Today yeah. on Twitter, he said, little red siren thingies on his mm-hmm. Twitter, changed my mind. I'm open to seeing some more Javon Carter or whatever. see some more Javon Carter. We'll see. Robbie McAuliffe coming up next. Uh, It's been Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Do I have to work now? Well, I mean, for a couple minutes. Okay. Depending on how long this rally goes. I mean, they've already got four in in the ninth. Still no outs. Still no outs and a runner on. 
So <laughs> this would be amazing if they came all the way back. I mean, Reds, Reds would just be crushed if they blew this thing. Uh, back after this with Rami Show. Uh, have a good one. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.